Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cult Faves. I'm Cher Martinetti. And I'm Gwenda Bond. And we've been a little sporadic lately. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Life happens. Life has been happening all over the place. <laughs> and I really wish it would just take a take a breath and relax. Yeah. Sadly, there was no, you know, we had first we had New York. I had New York Comic Con. So that kind of messed with the schedule. But then sadly, in the midst of it, my 12 year old puggle, who I've had since he was 10 weeks old, um, his cancer came back and he got very sick very fast. And I had to say goodbye to him last week. So I was not in any mood to do anything. And the first rule of the um, Chrome Coven is pets trump everything. Exactly. So. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, though, Grover is deciding that he's going to help present this week's cult. <laughs> he is. Grover is. Uh, he just licked Cher's nose. <laughs> he's sitting. He's ready to go. He's at attention. Um, but weirdly enough, uh, the way I found today's cult is actually tied into my like little grief stage. Hmm. Well, not little, but before we get into it, how are you, my friend? I'm okay. Like I've had a cold. I had to go out of town last weekend for a great event, but like I'm always happier to be, <laughs> be here home. with my stuff. <laughs> yeah, and not and, talking uh, to people. Yeah, <laughs> and I get. I feel it, that on a very real level. We're having house cleaners come in for the mm-hmm. first time in like a year or two years tomorrow. And so it's been a mad throwing away and cleaning and, you know, getting rid of stuff so that the so cleaners yeah, can clean. I was just going to say, are you like me? And are you one of those people that's crazy that cleans your house before you have a cleaning service come in? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we had so much junk everywhere and like books that some of which have been donated and rehomed and some of which got shelved. <laughs> like, I mean, where would you start? So that's basically what we've been doing, throwing away. And my my thing is, or donating, like if it's something that hasn't been used or like like festivals, I love you and I love the tote bags and we'll always keep the tote bags, but like I don't need any more hand sanitizer. Like I don't need any more mini bottles so of funny. hand sanitizer. <laughs> so if that becomes a currency in the post-apocalypse, I am set. <laughs> Hello, hi. Sorry, what a cutie he is. He's so cute. He's, he's like, I am cute, so give me love. <laughs> a Shih Tzu. So I just took him for his walk before we started recording, and uh, these people were walking past me, and they had like a couple Shih Tzus, and you know the, the one Shih Tzu's in like this pink little dress and everything. Uh, it's like aw. a tutu, super cute. She bit him right on the nose for no, no reason. He was just like, what the fuck. <laughs> And I was, yeah, so uh, he's a little like, oh no, and he's Queenie. the friendliest dog. He really is. Like he has to say hi to everybody. I mean, I make jokes, but I'm <laughs> kind of not joking that I have not really ever talked to my neighbors since I've moved here because I hate this town. Yeah. <laughs> and because of this fucking dog, I have to talk to people now because yeah. he, ha- he has to and say hi to everybody. The same way, I can guarantee you right now with the with the door closed that Sally is sitting outside the door as she does any time I'm behind a closed door and staring at it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like if I sleep in in the morning and Christopher shuts the bedroom door when I get up, like immediately she's like right there. She's like, "Hello." <laughs> 
I've been waiting for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this one used to, like, without fail, have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning. And he's finally, like... Oh, that's the worst. Herbs. <laughs> yeah. So he's finally learning to chill. But it's so weird because it's like he wants to get up, get up, get up. I don't know why. Because then we get up and then he just, like takes a look around the apartment and goes right back to my bed. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's you. I'm talking about you right now. It's a hey. life check. It's a life check. They just need you to get up. Sally comes over at least twice in the middle of the night and just puts her nose like up again. <laughs> like just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> so funny. Dog. <sighs> Yeah, dogs. Yeah. But let's talk about cults. Yeah, let's talk about cults. <laughs> so speaking of dogs, though. So last week, I... And I mean, again, like, so my, my dog, Rocco got, like, sick very quickly and de- so started quick. deteriorating very fast. So it's been a very stressful, I would say, like, month and a half, two months. And on top of it, during New York Comic Con, which right. is, was a big deal for us. So, So the past few weeks or i'm gonna say the past couple months in addition to all the frantic crazy shit that's going on in the world that just seems to be ramping up more and more especially as we're getting closer to an election Mm -hmm. it's just i just i've felt myself slowly shutting down more and more and i get into this phase where all i want to do is like watch baking shows (laughs) (laughs) and like like nostalgic, like I like watch cartoons or like Disney movies and stuff like that. Like yeah. I just look for stuff that's that's like really comforting. Sure. And then I start baking a lot more. <laughs> so so now I'm like, okay, like I want to bake. Like I just I just it's weird. I just do all these like things that to me I guess is soothing behavior. Um. So last week, of course, I just didn't want to do anything. Mm. So all I did was um smoke weed and uh <laughs> and watch like netflix and stuff i've been mm-hmm. watching some shows but then i was like you know what i really just want to like lose myself into a video game so this is this becomes oh. relevant to everything so i decide there's a new assassin's creed came out so i decided i was gonna play assassin's creed and i started playing assassin's creed and this one's called assassin's creed odyssey and it takes place in ancient greece right around the time like it's supposed to be right after, well, no, like Sparta still exists. Okay. Ooh. So, yeah. So it's like right after like the Spartans and Persians were fighting each other. And now it's like, you know, there's a struggle to like, I guess, Greece and, can you, thanks, <laughs> Greece and Sparta <laughs> is fighting against each other. Because mm-hmm. it's like now like Greece is starting to kind of like have its own reconfiguration as to what it turns into. In it... You play a mercenary, mm-hmm. and uh, or they call it a Mithras. Mithras is that what is it called? I think I don't know. I might I, no, I might have made that up. I did because I just actually said the name of the cult. But <laughs> but, um, but you play a mercenary, and you get to be either a guy or a girl. So of course I chose to be a girl. And it turns out, and I'm not going to give anything away, but it turns out that a main, a big part of the storyline in this game is that there is this cult that is secretly playing both sides and actually fueling this war of Spartans and Greeks against oh, each other. interesting. Yeah, and it's called the Cult of Cosmos of the Cult of the Cosmos or something like that. Uh-huh. It's so fucking crazy and cool. So, like, now, one of your main 
things. It's like you have to hunt down all these cult leaders. First, you have to unmask who the cult leaders are and like figure it out. And then you have to like try to hunt them down. And it's like crazy. (laughs) So it's like, and it turns out this cult, whatever their beliefs are, they essentially, and this is not ruining anything because you find this out very early in the game, but spoiler alert. So if you don't want to hear this, go forward like 30 seconds. Grover, what are you doing? He's very excited about this because he's trying to climb on me. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that like this cult, your character is the descendant of of King Leonidas, mm-hmm. you know, the famous Spartan with the 300. And your father was like a big deal Spartan, whatever, like a general. And somehow like an oracle told him that your younger brother had to die. <laughs> so he was going to have someone throw your younger brother off like a cliff. And you actually pushed the person that was going to throw him to save your baby brother. And then somehow you end up getting thrown from the cliff, but you go in the water and then you end up getting raised by some random dude in Greece. And it just all this like crazy shit turns out because you're like related to Leonidas from your mom, all this crazy shit, whatever. And this cult is eventually is actually using your sibling to try to track down the rest of your family because they found out that your family is alive. And according to their belief, like your family has to die. <laughs> That's ne- that sucks. That always sucks when that happens. Right? <laughs> I hate when a cult is like coming after your family. So anyway, so I was thinking about how like crazy because when we think about cults now, mm-hmm. we just think of the newer shit that we know about. Right? Sure. Like we think about. You know, Go- like Gwyneth all- Paltrow. And- yeah, we think about Goop <laughs> and Jim Jones. Right. But we think about, right. We think about, right. Th- like, the more contemporary stuff that's, like, more from the last, I'd say not even the last century. I would say more from the last like 50 years. Like, last 50 years. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, you know, there had to be cults that existed, like, a really long time ago. And there was. <laughs> there is this cult. And I'm, like, fascinated by this because I just think, like, old shit is cool anything that actually has to do with like old ancient civilizations in european history is cool to me i don't care about like revolutionary war stuff like i think that's boring oh yeah no me either yeah i'm just like whatever um so there was this there is this ancient cult that atlas obscura wrote about last year the piece is called the ancient roman cult that continues to vex scholars Hmm. and they were called the mithras and they existed in um in I feel ancient like you Italy. said that you said that I did. with such I said that gravitas. Before. Mithras. Oh, you said you did. Yes. I mean, I was like, ooh. So <laughs> apparently this um they had a temp there was a temple that was found in like an underground cavern in Santa Maria Capua Vetere, Italy. I, I just want I you to keep pronouncing stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> and and they had like these, you know, these paintings on their walls. It's like beautiful art. But it turns out there's like almost 400 structures like this. Mm. And it was, they were all part of this like vast territory that was once part overseen by the Roman Empire. And it's a relic from this ancient religion that people still don't understand. Like they still have questions about it. So the religion Mithraism it was an underground Roman religious group, and they worshipped a pagan deity called Mithras. And all Mithraea, like, so that was, like, I guess, basically, like, their arts featured um, an image of the god Mithras slaying a sacred bull as its centerpiece. So 
this religion was so widespread in ancient Rome that scholars think that this was actually an early rival and like kind of like a companion sister religion to Christianity. Interesting. But they don't they don't know because they can't find too much other information other than the little that they have. So it was like a cult like religion. They didn't really leave any written accounts or if those documents ever existed, like they believe that they've been lost. Um, So scholars have been trying to figure out with like the little clues that they have, what the Mitraia, what they believed and what their deal was. It's which is very interesting. So one of them thinks that the religion, because Mitra is not a very Roman sounding word. So some believe that it was actually a religion that was, well, they, they think that ancient Romans believed that Mitras was based on a Persian God. Oh, that makes sense. It does sound Persian. Right. So, and also like, like lately, like I would say like the last couple months, I've, I found myself like very interested in like wanting to learn more about Italian history mm-hmm. because I just think it's interesting how, I don't know, I want to know more about obviously like my culture, like where my family came from, but I want to know more even about like the country's culture because yeah. Southern Italian is so different from Northern Italian. Like we don't even look the same. Northern Italians have, like, some of them have blonde hair, blue eyes. They look very, because they're so close to the Alps in France, mm-hmm. they look a lot lighter. Their skin is lighter. Um, and I just think it's interesting. And, of course, so much of that has to do with, in Southern Italy was colonized by Greeks and by the Spanish. And there were so many, and even at one point, Persians. Like, there were so many different um, cultures that kind of, like, layered on top of that, that y- you could see a lot of the difference, not just in the aesthetics of like people that are Southern Italian, but also in uh, some of the food and in a language. So like, I remember when I was little, my grandparents, they spoke dialect. So like they spoke Italian, but they spoke only, you couldn't understand them if you weren't from like my grandfather's family is from Naples and my grandmother's family is from Abruzzi, which is right above Naples. So their dialects were very similar. But if you, if someone from like Sicily was trying to talk to someone that was from, you know, another part of Italy, they might not understand each other. Like if someone from Rome is going to try to talk to like my grandparents, they would maybe have some words in common, but they had very different dialects. And Nabilidan sounds, has a lot of Spanish sounding to it. So it's just very interesting. So I always like yeah, found yeah. that interesting. Have you traveled there at all? No, I want to go so badly. Yeah, yeah. Like so badly. I actually have Italian citizenship and I I just have to claim it. So I forget what it's called, but apparently if your family came here before a certain year in 1950 or 1940, mm. and if the person in your family is a male, so it has to be from my father's side of the family, and if they never became a naturalized American citizen, then their Italian citizenship passes down to every single one of their family members so my great-grandfather never became an american citizen so so yeah so basically everyone like my grandfather my father me my brothers if i get married my husband dual citizenship right so we can have dual citizenship and i want to i actually want to i do want to claim it because i just think that's amazing yeah although 
Italy is kind of overrun by fascism right now. So. Wow. So is America. I know. <laughs> At least the food's it's a little a bit moment. better early. Um, but anyway. We live so, in a fascist moment, you know. <laughs> but now going back to this. So I recently found out all of this rambling is connected, I swear. No, I no, recently, no. It's very interesting. I recently found out that Italian witchcraft is a thing. And not like... <laughs> Can we start practicing it? <laughs> right, well, I've heard, like, I know what... Uh, everyone's heard of an evil eye, right? Mm-hmm. The evil eye. So, like, the evil eye, we call it the malocchi in Italian. You, if somebody puts, like, the malocchi on you or does a curse or, like, you know, you've seen, like, the horns, whatever, it, it's, you know, it's all part of the Italian curse or a Sicilian curse. Mm-hmm. I was always curious about that because, like, there's um, amulets. Like, there's... I don't know if many people know this or not, but if... Especially if you're from the northeast area, you maybe seeing a pendant that looks like uh chili like a pepper Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a gold pendant and it's an italian horn and that's actually supposed to be to ward off the evil eye like that's why you wear it or there's like a figa hand well figa means okay which is like a certain way that the hands is in the pendant that's also supposed to ward off like the the evil eye but apparently there's a version of that pendant that looks like almost like a tree and then has the roots from the roots it has like the the italian horn it's got like a a figa fist it's got like different things hanging from it and apparently that version of it is a italian witchcraft pendant and i was like wait that's crazy and then i found out i I get one i need one (laughs) but then i started finding out that italian witchcraft very much existed which is very interesting to me, especially when it exists in places like Italy or even in like certain Latin American countries, because these are areas that are very, very Catholic. Sure. They're not just Christian. They are Catholic. I mean, like, come on, the Vatican is in Rome. So apparently it's just very interesting that you have these cultures that are so Catholic that also are practicing Italian witchcraft. Apparently, the version of witchcraft that exists in Italy is not the same. Like, there's some stuff that's similar to Wiccan, but it's not the same thing. So I just found that fascinating. Yeah. And then when I found this cult, apparently this cult seems to be similar in the sense that they first they think it might be uh, what they called a star cult, which believed a lot in astrology and astrotheology and Mm -hmm. zodiac symbols because they use a lot of zodiac symbols but then but they don't know you know and the another guess is that okay well it's wiccan so they worship nature or, or you know it's similar to a wiccan type of cult but again that they don't know it's like they don't have any answers so there's something called well the mitraic mysteries so it's also mitraism Mm -hmm. it was where they think the followers worshipped an indo-iranian deity mitras and he was the god of friendship contract and order so this cult first came appeared around the late first century and was actually very widespread all throughout the italian peninsula like it was a very I mean for it to be a competitive religion to Catholicism sure or Christianity you know that's interesting because I for anybody that knows anything about religion or maybe doesn't Christianity was not the primary religion of that time Judaism was actually a bigger religion 
And that's why all these religions are called Judeo-Christian religions, because they are religions that if you look at a lot of the beliefs in Christianity and Catholicism, a lot of them are taken from paganism and some of them are taken from Judaism. But like if you look at Christian, like if you look at Christmas. Sure. So there's proof that Jesus was not even born in the winter. He was actually born in like the summer. And the timing for Christmas falls around the same time as the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the symbolism for Christmas is actually symbols that exist in paganism for celebrating the winter solstice. Are you trying, are you trying to start a war on Christmas? I am. (laughs) I love Christmas by the way, not because I think it's the birth of Christ. I think presents. I do know. I think the idea of like celebrating to me, I see Christmas as like, we're celebrating the end of the year and of like, you know, kind of like getting through a year healthy and happy yeah, and you're here yeah, to live yeah. and celebrate it and you're sharing food and, and love and laughter with your family and friends. Like, I, and of course, yeah, presents. I love buying shit for people. I don't even it's care about getting stuff. It's Christopher's birthday. It's Christopher's birthday. Yeah. But like, even Easter, all the symbols, like the bunny oh, rabbit and the so eggs, much wet. that's Easter, fertility. I mean, that's nothing to do with a guy hanging on a fucking crucifix. Easter's... Like the, Easter's really fucked up, all right? Like, yeah. you know. So, if you look at those, so, right, if you look <laughs> at so many of these religious symbols that we use and have adapted in Christianity and Catholicism, they were actually taken from pagan symbols and beliefs and practices and holidays that they celebrate. So, it's the same thing, like the symbols of eggs and bunnies, that's fertility. It's spring. Like, that's what that symbolizes. And that's where all that came from. So I just found it, like, really fascinating because most people know the reason why Christianity became so widespread was mostly for political gain. And if you look back, like, you'll find out, like, that's why they, like, denounced Judaism and decided instead, who was it? It was Caesar who oh, oh i'm terrible at remembering this i can't stuff. remember who it was and i'm sorry if i'm brain farting all over the place and i'm not getting super factual like accurate information out there but i promise you i'm getting a vague around about i mean accurate story here this stuff happened thousands of years ago i don't it think- wasn't caesar yeah. it was oh my god was it caesar when a big roman leader chose to make Christianity the official religion, like the government-backed religion, because of it was mu- it was purely at a political gain. So I think now hearing about this, you know, Mitraism, this was probably a very big religious movement that existed at the same time, and probably the reason why we don't know anything about it is because when ancient Romans decided that no Christianity is the one true religion that we recognize they probably destroyed all of this stuff I can tell you why we don't remember because it was Emperor Theodosius and like that's not one of the catchy ones (laughs) it's not one of the catchy ones right but right but it does say Emperor Theodosius he 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 was he was actually Jewish he believed in he practiced Judaism that was the religion at the time and he chose to convert to Christianity and to make that the official one true religion, yep. basically for political gain. Yep. And anyone that says otherwise is fucking out of their and mind. It's not, exactly. And it's not reading Wikipedia because that it's is not. exactly what it says. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> 
so the one true religion yeah. <laughs> wikipedia exactly <laughs> so um so apparently though okay this cult existed but it was secret because like the followers who were called votaris which mm-hmm. is amazing it sounds like yeah. tw- it sounds like twilight it is um, like twilight. <laughs> did they sparkle they worshiped mithras in temples often built into caves and hidden away from the public so that's why they find all of this stuff underground because sure. they couldn't do it out in the open because they didn't first they wanted apparently when you belonged to a organization like this it was part of like the exclusivity so it's almost sure. like going to a vip club right but also, the other reason was that it was for safety because the imperial emperors and imperial power were Christians. Right. So even though like the authorities were aware that this existed, they kind of didn't like do anything. It was like an open secret, you know? I mean, this is a side side note, but... I mean, also, like, these caves are amazing and yeah, probably preserve gorgeous. stuff. Yeah. But one of the things that I've always wanted to do, if you go look, poke around on Airbnb for Italy and Greece, you can stay in Airbnbs that are, like, these outfitted caves that are super cool looking. <laughs> like, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, they found Mithras temples... They've been found in Syria and Britain, but the the most amount of them existed in Italy. After the third century, that's when, you know, Christianity was established. That's when all of a sudden the temples started getting walled up or destroyed by Christians. But some of them remained still in secret all through the fifth century. Uh, so one of the things that, that they find so fascinating is... Obviously, the sacrifice of the bull and the, how all of their art pieces, basically, whether they're stone sculptures, which are fucking gorgeous, and or paintings, all of them show the sacrifice of a bull. What happens is when they kills the bull, the Mithras looks away from the dying bull and looks up to the moon. And then they take the bull's fertility. So they're castrating, basically, right. this dead bull. So a dog and a snake drink from the bull's blood, and a scorpion stings the bull's scrotum. Oh, my God. I wish I could do this to an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and then a raven sits on the bull's tail. Wow. So the raven was kind of seen as what they think this art means, that the raven was kind of a mediator between Mithras and the sun god Sol. Mm-hmm. And that Mithras and Sol end up sharing the meat of the bull. The bull sacrifice usually sat at the at the end of the temple, which was kind of like it looked like a dining room the way mm-hmm. it was set out. It was rarely reenacted by worshippers, which means like maybe sometimes they did. Maybe they a spe- would, very special occasion. They would sacrifice bulls, but they would basically have these feasts with like pork and chicken and a lot of wine to worship and praise Mithras. So they had these big feasts that they were known to have, but there was very strict rules about how these feasts were organized. So they had very strict rules for hygiene. There were seven degrees of initiation, which I find very interesting, and I'm going to tell you why in a second. So there was uh, a Korax Pather, which means, which means father, which had different types of clothing. And then there's the Nymphus, a Miles, a Leo, a Perseus, and a Heliodromus. So 
each degree of initiation had a different task to fulfill. So meaning like depending on what you were, if you were a Korax in the cult, if mm-hmm. you were a Pather, if you were, you know, uh, a Nymphus, a Miles, a Leo, a Perseus, or a Heliodromus, mm-hmm. you would have a different task to fulfill at this feast. The ravens had to carry the food. The lions had to offer sacrifices to the father. And then initiates had to take part in tests of courage. It's like they almost staged their own... I don't know. Like I, It just sounds crazy, but I love this. <laughs> so after an initiate would be blindfolded and naked, they were led to the ceremony by an assistant. And then they have to kneel before the father who holds a torch or sword in his face. And finally, he's stretched out on the floor as if he had died. So it's a quote-unquote ritual suicide in which the initiate was killed with a non-lethal theater sword and then reborn so what does that sound like to you somebody's dies and then yeah, is reborn, yeah. right right so i also think the seven thing is very interesting because for italians for christmas eve we have a tradition it's the the you know everybody knows that like italians and christmas eve all we do is eat fish and we eat seven we have it's supposed to be seven fishes oh, the feast of the seven fishes so i, I just reading that's that interesting to me because yeah. i wonder where I wonder, maybe, and this can be pure coincidence, but I wonder if that feast with the seven fishes, if it went all the way back to like it started because people that were in this cult would participate in this feast that had seven initiations. Yeah, I mean, you know? seems 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 like it could definitely be a thing. Yeah, the cult supported the emperor, which a lot of cults did not. And the cult was based on mutual interest, respect, friendship, and intimacy. So it was like these very small groups of people that some of them were very important, but they still would, they would feel stability because they had these very dangerous jobs. They were Roman soldiers, whatever, and they would feel stability and kind of almost get like a sense of of family from this the cult, which I know it's like so weird and interesting. And like when we think about cults, then, like, it's a little bit different. Like, sure. they actually, I mean, they did do sacrifices and they had, like, we are seeing, like, we, they had feasts and they were very close knit and they had, you know, different, like, like, spiritual practices that they, you know, observed and, and participated in. But they're still not sure how this cult came to be. So some thought that it originated in Persia with Persians. And there's some early research would kind of just back that up. But then archaeological findings do not back that up because most of the temples have been found in Italy. Right. And not in Persia. And most of the cultic reliefs show Mithras in what Romans considered like oriental clothing, Hmm. which is kind of weird. The second thought that they have is that the verge that the cult was a mix of like this asian well they're calling oriental persian mithraism mixed with roman helen hellenic culture to kind of confront make their own new type of cult that kind of you know i mean it reminds me a little bit and i will get this wrong because we can talk about it at some point but it reminds me a little bit of some of the caribbean cultures that you know, where things become Catholic. And yeah. so they sort of end up kind of blending, like conflating like their deities with certain saints. 
and sort of renaming so that they can still practice both, but be cool with the local authorities and not get into trouble. So they also think that Mitraism eventually led to f- the Freemasons, and eventually, like that's how it <laughs> oh, <continued> no. evolved. <laughs> well, they say that they think that it evolved from like to that. Sure. So it's like really interesting because there's no, like they found meeting places and monuments and artifacts proving that you know it existed, but it, they can't really figure out how it started. Or when, where it went. It's pretty funny if it, if it, you start with this sort of cool underground and cave thing and it ends up being, um, you know, Freemasons today. Right. So, and then, no, but no, but here's it. Well, I don't think that it was that. I think like some of that. Well, sure. Into, it would be right. like, right. Yeah. So, but here's another interesting too. In Sanskrit, Mitra is a name of a god. And Mitra means friend or friendship. So that's interesting how, like, this cult that mostly existed in Italy, the word mm-hmm. means something in Sanskrit that's very similar to what the word... It's really weird. I don't know. I found this... I know there's no juicy stuff. I no, just think it's, it's interesting. No, it's great. I just think it's interesting because it's like, they they existed. And you have to see the art. Like, they have... If you look online and just yeah, Google, gonna... you see what they call reliefs. And yeah, reliefs yeah. are any... They're gorgeous. Um, stone, like almost like a painting that was do- carved into stone. That's called it's a relief, and they're absolutely gorgeous. And it's crazy to think that there were so many of them that existed, and they were all in caves underground. So here's another thing. So another thing that they think this banquet that the banquet scene features the Mithras and soul, like we said, banqueting at a hide of a slaughtered bull. Mm-hmm. So. One of the scenes, well, there's a, like, someone argued that um, they think it's a tribute to Mercury because there's flames in Uh, some of the scenes. Yeah. So it's, like, it's so interesting how, like, this existed. This was a huge religion that was big enough that it was considered a sister religion to Christianity at the time. But no one really knows what... I mean, honestly, it's kind of amazing that... I mean, it's always astounding, like, even when we don't have the full context, like, the fact that there's enough to even confirm, like, how widespread. Also, the birthday of Mithras was December 25th. Oh, well, there you go. Um, I might be married to Mithras. (laughs) And they had... No, but see, that's what I'm saying. And they had... They celebrated... They had a festival on December 25th, and it was the General Festival of the Sun. I mean, we definitely picked a lot of things up from Sumerian and Persian culture, oh, yeah. like, and it's funny because I've got, it's it's in a different room, like, I have this encyclopedia of, of ancient deities, so it's mm-hmm. just a list of gods, and there's thousands, thousands of them, but especially in those religions, there were so many, and Egyptian, like, just so many little permutations of that we have names of but we don't know like full context for any of them yeah oh this is really but this but this also goes to like i say this all the time at the end of the day every single religion believes the same fucking thing they just all have a different names for the characters and a different version of how the story goes some of them have cooler monsters yeah (laughs) 
But it all believes the same thing. Oh, these are really interesting, all the sculptures and Right? Stuff. It's super cool. Like, you guys should definitely Google this. And I just thought it was interesting how, like, the whole reason I started looking this up was because I was playing a video game. I love anything with, um, I love any religion that has human-animal hybrids. And they, they seem very into, like, lion-headed yeah. men and... Serpents. Although I will say that only men were allowed to be part of this cult so they can go uh, fuck themselves. Yeah, well, that explains <laughs> why it's forgotten. <laughs> They're too lazy to write it down. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> so there, so there you go. That's uh, oh, it's an very... ancient Roman cult that scholars still... And they found like these amazing sculptors. And, and you can still, like, if you go to Italy, you can actually tour, I think, some of them. But... It's the art is absolutely ridiculous. And I I went to the MoMA a few weeks ago, like a month ago, because mm-hmm. I wanted to see the uh, Heavenly Bodies yeah, exhibit. Yeah. And so I'm walking around the MoMA and, oh my God, and they have this room that's got all these amazing sculptures in it. I'm just looking at this sculpture and it's, first of all, I, I can't believe how old it is, how it's made from marble by hands and it's like so perfect and smooth and one of these sculptures that's in the MoMA I'm sorry not the MoMA the Met MoMA's Museum of Modern Art don't mind me I'm still a little brain farted one of these sculptures was so gorgeous and it was done by an 18 year old and I'm just looking at this and it's like you see this stuff and to me it's just so interesting because like think about how little resources like they didn't have tools they didn't have like tools like we have now, you right. know, and you see this art and these these things that they created. And it's just amazing that centuries later, it still looks the way it does. Mm-hmm. And you see that and then it's like you kind of have hope for humanity because it's like, look at what we were capable of as a, a species at a time when we were the most ruthless and brutal, <laughs> you know, like yeah. people were just, I mean, as bad as things are, like the way humans interact now is not nearly as bad as we were like a couple centuries ago, you know? Yeah. So we'll have to look up like a, we'll have to look up an all female cult. Like, yeah. so we can, and there, I know there were some, well, they were like offshoots that worshiped certain goddesses, right. That were mostly women. I bet we can find some, something cool. Apparently the seven levels of initiation have been since linked to the planets. Oh, that makes sense because that's probably like the bright. If they were into astrology, the bright, the probably the brightest yeah. stars are actually the visible planets. At some point, I keep stockpiling all these Freemason documentaries because I find them completely ridiculous. There are so many people who are members of them. Like I never knew my grandfather was a Mason until his funeral, and all of a sudden, these dudes with aprons show up. Like, you know, <laughs> nowhere. It's amazing. And it's the same thing that happened with Christopher. And I remember when he first moved back, when we first met, he had moved back home. And his brother is a is a high-level Mason. Like, I forget oh, really? what he is, but he's high up there. And so they invited Christopher to join. And I was like, well, you have to do it so you can tell me the secrets, which, of course, they're not supposed to do. But right. then it turned out that the initiation might involve him getting beaten up. And I was like, nope, you're not what? doing this. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, my God. 
boys clubs. I mean, just looking like through like some of this stuff, like, you know, it was talking about how that, that I mean, this probably is like kind of the era when all male societies became a thing, um, you know, collegia and clubs and all those things that we still have today. So interesting. Yeah. That's a well, good that's one. Like, thanks. That's all I got for today. You didn't say you're not going to posit Cher's theory of what the Mithras was really up to. No. Where it came from. I think that it's, <laughs> I think it's good for us not to have answers to things. Oh. Seriously. I no, think I, I agree. I think that. Although that must be, although, although the people who study this would probably yeah. disagree. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> No, I think especially when I mean, and I think also part of that comes from like my whole, I think the reason why a lot of people, I think the, I have a theory, of course I have a theory, I have a theory (laughs) that um, the reason that every civilization has always had all these different religions that have existed throughout the beginning of time is because I think that there is a very normal human thing inside of us where we seek answers Mm -hmm. the amount of unknown is so big that for a lot of people they can't handle that so they need to create this story about uh, a god or gods that are that have the answers that they feel that like this is all so big and i can't go on knowing that nobody has any idea what's going on. Because if I you feel really like, sit yeah. and think about that, that's a really, that's a lot. I think it's just a, I think you're right, but I think it's just like, it's a little bigger, I think for, in my opinion, like, because it's, I mean, like Richard Dawkins is all, also telling himself a story, right? So like, I think humans are, want to create yeah. a narrative of some sort that explains your place in the world, yeah. whether it is some people a religion, religion or not religion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think yeah. you're absolutely right. And um, I think that that thing that people try to define as, as God or a God, that thing is just a thing that exists inside every single human. And some people have to have a name for it to understand it. Sure. And other people don't. are more comfortable with uncertainty. Yeah. Agreed. Well, on that note. <laughs> on that note, Halloween is coming up this week. It is are coming you, up this week. Are you doing anything fun for Halloween? No. We're going to a friend's house that gets that lives in a neighborhood that gets lots of trick-or-treaters. That's it. That's all I That's want to cool. do is see kids in costumes. Yeah, I'm going to not do anything. That sounds nice, too, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm in like, my family's coming up here next month mm. for um, my brother and my sister-in-law and my nieces are going to come up here because uh, my sister-in-law's mother still lives in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. So they're coming up here to spend Thanksgiving with her, but they're going to come up to the city. So we're going to go see like the Christmas Spectacular and do like that kind of mm, stuff, and, which is very nice. Yeah. I've never done that. The Radio City music hall show which is crazy because i've lived here my whole life um and it's i think i was more excited for it before my dog died and now i'm just sure. like i don't really but, care uh, but you'll it'll be good it'll be it's I always good so. it'll be good for your fam to come visit and yeah i guess 
But on that note, on that um, note, <laughs> so for everybody listening, um, send us usual, some sympathy. Pledge our Patreon. Oh my God, we gotta like we gotta <laughs> do know. something with that Patreon. We've I know we're sorry, our one Patreon we supporter. Suck. We're we we're the suck. worst. We will get better at Patreon and everything. We'll get everything. better. We're gonna it, it's it's gonna be a whole new 2018 new been, sheriff in town. <sighs> Yeah. Please don't let it get worse. That's all I'm asking. I know, my God. But on that note, as always, <laughs> you can find us online at Cult Faves on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you have some nice stuff or comments or ideas Tips. or whatever, or you just want to say hi to us, you can email us at cultfavespodcast at gmail.com or, you know, swing by the website cultfavespodcast.com, which I still have to update the website to. Oh, well. Until then. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.